When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm going to be sharing a special episode. It's Thanksgiving week in the United States. We are driving to Texas. So we thought it could be really fun to share with everybody our last bonus episode. For our bonus episodes on Patreon and Apple subscriber, we do this series called Bunny at Home. And I talk about like personal stuff. I answer subscriber questions. And I also co-host with my partner, Kara. So this is an episode that Kara and I did together last week. And we're talking about relationships and all kinds of stuff like that. And we thought it'd be a great opportunity for those of you who are not Patreon subscribers or Apple subscribers to get a sense of what the bonus episodes are like. And if you do like them, make sure to sign up and you can get a bonus episode every other week. All right. I hope you enjoy it and I hope you're having a safe and yummy holiday. See you next week. Hello. Hello. Welcome to another bonus Bunny at Home episode of Exo Higher Self. I'm here with Kara at our house in our living room. How are you doing? I'm good. I have to go to work after this. I know. It's kind of a bummer. We've been like chilling at home recently. I've been writing, working from home because I think it was because of the eclipse and stuff. I don't know. I just, I feel like I just want to be at home. I think also because of the daylight savings, we've been going to bed at like 8.30. In bed, not fall asleep. Yeah. But, but we'll go in bed and like, you know, do a crossword. Yeah. <laughs> I've been getting up at like 6. Yeah. I like it like, like this, though. I like getting up early. Me too. It's nice. So we didn't actually get a question from a subscriber this week to answer on the bonus. So, which is fine. And if you want, if you are a subscriber, Patreon um, member, don't forget that you can send a question and we'll answer it on the bonus episode. But instead today, we thought it might be cool to talk about a topic, a relationship topic. And today we're going to talk about da 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 Fighting. Fighting. <laughs> fights. Yay. Couple fights. Because it's like, you know, it's a big part of relationships. It's an important part. It might not be a huge, take up a huge part of your relationship, obviously, but it, it's very important. And fighting is part of being in a relationship. It happens. It's normal. It's understandable. But we thought we could talk a little bit about our relationship and our fights and maybe give some tips or 
just, I don't know, talk it out. Just normalize it really. Cause I, I, people probably think that you. (laughs) (laughs) That I, that I'm always like channeled in my higher self and I never talk to you without. Right. Or that like, I don't know, some kind of like over idealization of like what a good relationship looks like and that it doesn't include fighting. Yeah. But it does. It does. And I thought we could start with talking about our very first fight. Well, we met in 2016. Well, we started dating in 2016. Yes. And our very first fight. It was in Texas. We were in Texas. We were in Austin. Visiting. We didn't we didn't fight at all for like a really long time. Yeah. And it was kind of like there's some writer I like who has this line about um a new relationship and he says something like who's going to have the honor of starting the first fight. So I kind of, we were in that phase of that kind of like blissful, like even if we did fight, it would be fine. But we didn't know what it was going to be like. Yeah, because we, we no had idea. been together for months and hadn't fought yet and like... Zero conflict. Zero conflict. And then we drove to Austin from Dallas, where I'm from, to visit some friends. So we were on a little short road trip. Mm-hmm. And we went and met up with friends that live in Austin. And we went out one night and like drank way too much. We had like tequila shots. This was also back in the day when I was drinking like way more than I ever drink now. Now I can't even handle like two drinks. I have a hangover. But back then I could like, you know, I could I could throw down a little bit. I was like partying and stuff. And so, and so were those particular friends. They were like really into that. Mm-hmm. So we went way too far. We did a lot of tequila shots. That's what I remember. And we didn't get a fight that night, but the next morning, oh, we were staying in this kind of like not too great of motel that night. Yeah. And I woke up and I was like, oh my, I felt horrible like the worst hangover ever and we didn't have you know normally if I'm hungover I got I'll go get my Gatorade I'll get my lemon water my electrolytes (laughs) I'll get like something to eat right away but we were in this motel and it was like the only water there was like the sink water and I was just like no and you were still sleeping and I went and I walked I know like far and we were staying in an area where there was no stores no like even 7-Eleven I looked at Google Maps and there was like a 7-Eleven far away this was at like seven in the morning because I woke up like you know how you do from alcohol and I went and I walked really far to just go get supplies and to try to feel better you're still sleeping this is like hours before the fight this is just yeah yeah this is we're setting it up this is setting the stage for your state of mind yes so anyway I go I reach the 7-eleven I get like Gatorade water like some I don't know what I got like some you got goldfish. Goldfish. <laughs> Which is yummy. <laughs> but something to like kill the feeling. Anyway, then I wrote, walk back. You're there. We get ready. We're like, oh, we got to head back to Dallas. But we're still feeling really sick. Mm-hmm. You're you're very sick too. Mm-hmm. So we then we get in the car and we start driving. And all I can think about is getting something like proper to eat because... I'm starving. I feel sick. I just feel like I need to eat something and that will like somehow help my hangover. So I was really hungry. Mm -hmm. And we were like, where are we going to stop? Because, you know, we didn't want to, it's obviously you're on the road. The options are kind of obviously limited, but 
I was like, ooh, I looked on Google Maps and I saw that there was a Chick-fil-A coming up. And this was like before I understood. This was like 2016. So this was like before I really knew how much, how bad Chick-fil-A was as a company. All I knew was that it tasted yeah. good. And so we're approaching it. And then what happened? I was like, it's closed. Wait, it's closed. Oh, well, we exit. <laughs> and then you said it's closed. It was like what on a side road you get, you had to like travel around the parking lot to get there from a distance. I was like, yeah. it's closed. You're like, just go, just go over there. And then, oh, yeah, I didn't there. believe you that it was you good. Didn't you didn't want to believe me. Yeah. And then, and then we get there and it was closed. Yeah. And you had a little fit. What do you mean? You're just like, eh, and you're just like, all of a sudden you're acting as though you were mad at me or something. <laughs> um, really? Yeah. And you were like, I'm, I'm blanking on what we actually thought about, though, kind of. It wasn't like that's why it was funny that we called our first fight because it wasn't really like. But we did argue at some point. Well, I was trying to be like, don't be in such a bad mood or like, oh, this yeah. Is my fault it's closed just because I knew it was closed. Doesn't oh, yeah. I made I it closed. Mad because you first, you were, first of all, I was mad really because I was hungover. Yeah. Second of all, I was mad because it was closed. I didn't realize that they close on Sunday because they're Mormon. They're Christian. They're Mormon. They're Mormon Christian? I think so. I'm pretty positive. I feel, feel like they're evangelical or something. Anyway, they're closed <laughs> on Sunday. And, uh, so I was already in a bad mood, but I guess we, I guess I got mad at you. I guess I took it out on you. That's what happened. You were taking it out on me. But it's funny because to think of that as our first fight, it's kind of like representative of a lot of the way that we still argue today, which is really just you. Yeah expressing yourself right oh yes you're right you having a having a big emotion having emotions and me being like really freaked out by it stop (laughs) no also just being like freaked out by it yes yeah i guess i'm yeah freaked out but i but i'm also like trying to like negotiate with those emotions and it's like that's not the point yeah like i just need to be heard like i just need to have them like you don't need to fix it yeah. Okay. So we got in the, that was like our first, and then we made up pretty quick. But that's when I also said, cheer up, Charlie. <gasps> Is that how it started? Yeah. Well, we were singing it from the night before because that was the name of the bar that we were at. Oh before. my God. This is really funny. So the bar we went at and we met our friends at in Austin was called Cheer Up Charlie's. And so then when I was in a bad mood, Kara said, cheer up, Charlie, like as a joke. But now we say that all the time when we're in a grumpy mood. We say, cheer up, Charlie. Yeah. And Charlie has become this like persona of like, this is like the um, Charlie's here, like the grump is here or whatever. So that was our first fight. But, and what it started a pattern, what we were talking about earlier was like a lot of our pattern when it comes to fighting is when I have like more emotion when I show my emotions I just I let my emotions out okay like if I'm if I feel sad if I feel angry if I feel you know I'm very like I just let it be known I let it out in this space because I can't really it's really difficult for me to hold in stuff and that probably is because of how I was raised and you know wanting my emotions to be validated because you know, the home I grew up in, my mom was the one who had the big emotions all the time. And we weren't really able to like 
respond to them or anything like that. So I think what happens now is that when I'm feeling like I'm having an emotion and I don't feel like I can, somebody's validating it or like, uh, it matters to them or, or they're like treating it with enough importance, then I feel, get really triggered. And then what's your thing with the emotions? Like, why, why do you think it's hard for you? Uh, because I grew up in a place and a time in a family where there were, there was a person with a lot of big emotions that was, uh, disruptive and chaotic. So I guess I feel like limiting that kind of thing or having control over that kind of thing is like my safe space. Yeah, it scares you kind of, or it just makes you, you don't like it. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's not just like fear. It's also like anger. It makes yeah, me angry. <laughs> that's true. But you like, also- I'm like, why are you so upset about this? Yes, but I also feel like when I get upset about something, and, and and I also feel like you get frustrated when you can't fix it. Sure, yeah. And sorry if you're what if you're watching the episode from the video, our dog is like playing on top of us. So or if you you're hear, just listening to or it, you're just listening to noises. Hear her noise, our dogs right here. Um, but if we tried to separate him from here, it would be much louder because he'd be crying. Anywho, so. Yeah, but I think, I think with the emotions, and I think that a lot of our fights have sort of been around the same issue in different forms where something is bothering me, (laughs) whether it's like a mess or like, I'm just having an emotional experience or, you know, I'm feeling depressed or whatever. And I think it makes you feel like out of control in a way. But in, from my perspective, all I really want, like this is the thing, all I really want in that moment most of the time is for Kara to be like, oh, like I, yeah, that those feelings are valid. Like it's valid. But instead, most of the time Kara's instinct, and this is not because it's wrong or anything like that, but that's like, you know, is to like try to like downplay the situation to make me feel better mm-hmm. but that actually makes me feel angry because mm-hmm. I all I really want is somebody to listen and to be like I understand right like when the house is a mess and it frustrates you instead of me being like it's not that messy let's just clean it up it'll take 10 minutes you want me to be like oh no 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 I I, I guess like, I, I know it's hard or when when I'm like I'm Because the thing is, is that like when I'm having those moments about the house, it's because I'm in a very anxious state because of it. Like it's already, it's because my anxiety is making me feel, my anxiety is really high. And so like being, it's not even so much what you say, it's the tone. I know. I need our work. Our tones are mismatched. Yeah. Like our tones mismatched because in those moments, I want a tone of gentleness. I want a tone of like, I see you. It's okay. Like gentle. You could be saying exactly the same thing, but like, instead of being like a tone of dismissiveness, like what's wrong with you tone? (laughs) The problem is, is that your tone of being upset 
makes you feel like makes puts me on the defensive and makes yes, me because you feel like when I'm upset, I'm criticizing you. Because you love well, me so much and you want yeah, you want sure. you feel like you're like in charge of my happiness. Sure. <laughs> but it also feels like an invasion of my environment or something, my emotional environment. That's when you true. express like emotions that like I don't have any control over, I'm like like my bubble has popped or something, or like now there's this I don't know. I guess I'm I'm going No, I think that's true. I think that's a good that's actually like kind of the first time you've really said that. Um maybe we should get him some treats so he stops. Okay. Okay. Kara's gonna go get treats. But what I was saying was like I feel like that's the first time I'm really thinking about it like that. Like how my emotions, even though they're valid, like are getting into your space in a way that is makes you angry yeah 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 because like when you were young you you that happened to you all the time and you could never really like have your anger validated because of it right yeah no yeah no recourse yeah so i guess so anyway we've been working on this i feel like this is our main source of conflict when it does come up, not, and not every time I'm emotional, does this happen? No, this is like, you know, every once in a while when, I don't know, the stars are aligned for it to be like a conflict. Um, but the way in which we're trying, we've been trying to get out of it sooner or like come to the realization that actually we're both just dealing with our our wounds that we really do love each other. We think each other's needs are valid because in that moment, like when I'm emotional and I don't feel like Kara is validating those emotions, I, in my head, I'm like, my needs aren't being validated. My needs aren't being validated. And I forget that like Kara's needs in that, that moment to have a space where there's like a, a level of calm, um, is also not being met. So it's not like, it's just my needs that need to be validated. It's also Kara's needs that also need to be validated in those moments too. So we're both coming at it from trying to get our needs met. Meanwhile, like trying to support each other, but sometimes you, it's it's hard in the moment because the emotions are high, especially if it triggers your wounds or your anxiety. So what do you think some solutions in those moments could be? I don't know. Maybe we should save that for the next bonus episode. <laughs> really? Well, solutions. I don't know. Well, what we've been working on is like taking a little more space as things escalate. Just yeah, like not letting ourselves. it escalate more. Um, just patience. Time is a really important ingredient in so many different things, just because that helps regulate so many different thoughts and feelings um yeah literally like give me 10 minutes and i will be a completely different person that's <laughs> true like most of the time what i normally what i normally my instinct is to just walk to event at some point i get to a point where i'm like i can't handle this anymore and i leave i'll either like go to work or leave the room walk away and at first i used to kind of think that was like maybe not the best thing to do but actually i think it's probably been very helpful for us because i my instinct to walk away is when i know that i'm the next thing i'm going to say is not going to help anything like i'm at that point where i'm just angry and 
it's probably going to be a destructive comment. So instead I'll be like, I got to get out of here, which is not easy either, which is kind of harsh too. But then I'll, it'll be like 10 minutes later, I'll call Kara and we'll, you know, have a calm talk because I'll realize like my anger is subsided and I'll, I'll be that love, the awareness of love comes back in where I'm able to see, you know, Kara's higher self and see that, you know, Kara is, a very loving person who is also just like me wounded and just trying to get their needs met. And then we, we meet, we get back to that place where we can see the higher self in each other. And sometimes it just takes a while to do that or to figure out how to get there sooner. I think that's like the, that's the best part about being in a long-term relationship. I think if it works out like this is that you get better at seeing and forgiving and remembering like that you're safe and that you're loved and that this is not your childhood. You know, it's so easy to like start arguing with your partner and who you're really arguing with is like your mom or your dad or your other parent figure who, who you didn't have a voice against back in the day, right? Who you, where you were silenced or you had no control. And so like, as an adult, when you're in those similar situations or when you're triggered and you're made to feel like that scared child again, you're like, Ooh, I'm going to take full advantage of this moment to tell you exactly the way that I, you know what I mean? And, And it's really like, you're actually talking to your parent figure through your partner. And it doesn't really help because your partner can't give you that kind of um, healing. Only you can do that. Right? Right. So yeah, that was, that's our, I mean, we'll probably keep talking about fights, I'm sure. And because I think it's a really, really important part about relationships that things happen, but also how do we, how do we recognize it? How do we, figure it out. And also how do we not shame ourselves or our relationship for having these type of conflicts? And the best part I think about being in a loving relationship, whether it's a platonic one or romantic one, whatever, is when you get to this point where you really start to not only understand yourself and the things that are hard for you or your needs or where you're sensitive, but also you start to see the other person's sensitive spots and you start to like have a lot of compassion for them too. And you're like, Oh, my babe, it's sensitive in this situation. And I, and I, you know, and I, I want to remember that next time. And I don't want, and, and I want to like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) well, I just didn't realize that, you know, you've that walking, you know, having those big emotions is, I mean, I knew it was triggering, but I just want to be more understanding. Well, I want to let you be yourself too, you know? Yeah. Stop that. I mean, you know, I think it's really good to show, be able to be freely emotional and stuff, but also I think it's good to have balance. You know, sometimes I think part of the healing is also recognizing, like I said, I'm not in my childhood. Like you already think my needs are valid. I don't have to yell them, you know? every time I have like it can be like a calmer way of being like I'm feeling anxious right now like this is what I need yeah I mean we're definitely healing each other because I mean I'm so sensitive that like even when like we were talking about like 
scheduling the podcast over the next couple of weeks and you were like, Ugh. I was like, oh, uh. and it's like really just about my own stress. Right. But I was like, well, should we not even talk about it now? Like I felt like yeah. I wanted to like shut it down because it wasn't, because it was evoking too much emotion. And it's like, I should be able to, I need balance too. And I need to be able to like, you know, not be so, not want to run from those things. I mean, there's a reason why I fell in love with you. I know, obviously, like you, if you're the most, <laughs> the most sensitive, like openly emotional person, that's like your trigger. And then you, that's who you felt most <laughs> like you wanted to marry. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Same with me, obviously. <laughs> Wait, should we do our three things? Oh yeah. Before we wrap it up and do our three things. Oh, I don't know what my three things are. Okay. You go first. Okay. So this is our last bonus before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. The next bonus will come out after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what are three things that you're looking forward to eating on Thanksgiving? Because I've never been to your family's Thanksgiving before. Yes. And this is their first time, so everyone has their, like, you know, their classic. I'm thing. so excited because we're going to Texas for Thanksgiving, and normally we just go to Christmas, you know, Texas for Christmas, but this year we switched it, and I've been having Thanksgiving in New York with Kara's family this whole time, and which is great, but it's a whole different type of vibe than what I grew up with. You know, when you like grew up eating a certain type so of thing. Okay. So the stuffing, it's a cornbread stuffing that my dad makes and it's the best stuffing I've ever had. And every other stuffing that I've had at anybody else's house has never been as delicious as this stuff. Um, I like five cup salad, which is probably you will not like. But this is the salad that we always have. And this probably can sound gross to a lot of people. It's basically little marshmallows, little mandarin oranges, like mandarin oranges, grapes, coconut flakes, and like mayonnaise or something in it. But it's like, I know it sounds really like gross, but it's yummy. That and probably pie. Pumpkin pie, which you don't like either. No, I don't. But you're going to love all the food. Oh, and the rolls. You're going to love it all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What are three things you want for Christmas? What? That's so far. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. You didn't think of the three things before? No, I forgot to. Okay. What are three things that you... What do you, what are three things you feel like you've learned from being in my family or like three things that are different about my family than yours or something totally new that you've experienced with like my relatives? I mean, most things about our families are different. Yeah. But what are three things? Uh, Three things that are specific to your family that I've observed. Yeah. Uh, That are different than however you grew up. I don't know. I mean, there's like, I'd have to really think about that. But I, can I just say three things I really like about your family? That's two, yeah. Okay. I like your mom on holidays and how like hype she gets, but also she like anxiety is high. So she <laughs> can't sleep. She like stays up really late and then she like starts to let loose because this is actually like her favorite time. And then she'll like, you know, have some drinks late at night and she gets in this like fun mood. Yeah. I love that. That's um, true. I like, 
uh, you're, I didn't grow up with any sisters or anything, so I didn't have a sister relationship, but I like how you and your sisters have like, you like replay like movies that you watch too much. Like you always that we can like say the rip, like the whole script. And they're like not good movies. They're like, like, some of them are like made for TV or like. What Anna Green Gables made for TV version is the best. Elmont Montgomery, like um, one where it's like the bodyguard or something. Or like, the bodyguard. It's a great movie. No, there's, I don't, okay, never mind. Okay, there's other specific ones that are kind of goofy. Um, and I like. Oh, what else? What else? I mean, um, <clears throat> I like all the snacks. Yes. There's always lots of food out. There's so much food. Constant. Constant food. Food. Even after, like, even when we're eating a meal, people are talking about what's going to be the next food thing we eat. Yeah, which is hard for me because, like, I'm not, like, I don't always have a huge appetite, especially when I'm traveling, but I like to... I've learned how to, like, politely refuse. It used to feel like a kind of, like... um like a joke or something that I wasn't in on or something. Cause your mom would just like keep coming in with things. Be like, you want a fruit salad? I'd be like, no, thank you. And be like, do you have about some graham crackers? Do you want that? I was like, no, thank you. You're like, I just made this. I'm going to make some for you. And I'm like, no, thank you. But it just felt like relentless in this way. That was like, it's just a kind of love that, you know, it's, it's a so love language. It's, it's a, a love, love language. language. That's not necessarily like, as big in other families as it is in my family. Food is definitely a way of showing love. And that comes from the culture, you know, Samoan, my mom's Samoan culture, my dad's Mexican culture. I mean, so much about that is surrounded by food. And it's good. It's good food. Alrighty. Yeah, well, our we dog is shut going down. We gotta shut it down. He's going crazy. Theo, be nice. You're so good. You're so cute. All right, everybody, take care of yourself. I hope that that was somewhat entertaining for you. I think we learned something. We both learned something, which is cool. And take care of yourself. And I will see you next week. And I love you. Rhea loves you. Our family loves you. And so does your higher self. See you next time. Bye. Bye.